from all over the world with jobs worse than yours. Starring the professional summarizer, Dale Irvin. And now, here's your ghost, Dale. Thank you, Chester. I, I'm really not a ghost. I'm, I'm a guest. I'm a guest host. And, and if you put those together, of course, you get ghost, but I'm still alive. Hey, everybody. It's me, Dale Irvin, and welcome to our podcast, uh, Just Kill Me. And uh, with me on this podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to give you all kinds of reasons on why you really have it good. You might be thinking you're having a bad day, but when you listen to the mooks that we're going to talk about, you're going to find out you're on cloud nine. So with me, of course, is the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Hey, it's Super Bowl this weekend and Mardi Gras next weekend, and drain sewers all over America are going to be stuffed with plastic beads. <laughs> yes, yes, they were always a handicap. And the lilting laughter, of course, comes from Terry O'Brien, the hostess of both the Terry O'Brien Show and the Dangerous Thinkers podcast. Hey, Terry. Hey, gentlemen. How are you both doing today? Uh, peachy for me. I can't answer for both of us, but... <laughs> and by both of us, I mean my other personality. Yes, we know. We've spoken to your doctor, and they're going to up your dose. <laughs> well, up yours, Terry. So, um... <laughs> Folks, this podcast is all about those times in life. Either some kind of experience you've had, some job you've had, something you've seen that makes you say to yourself, oh, man, just kill me. I don't want to go through another minute of this. And uh, we'd like to start our shows with just kill me moments. Anyone have a just kill me moment this week? Well, my just kill me moment goes out to the taxpayers of America who were just alerted that they should file immediately since uh, since half of the country's uh, Social Security numbers have been released. Is uh, They're saying that this is going to be a good time for fraud. So make sure you get your tax return in uh, before the fraudsters get file one for you. No, I hope uh, they get mine and they can pay my taxes. <laughs> well, you know that's a good point. My uh, uh, I my, my uh, identity uh, theft protection that I have is uh, the cheapest available. I might recommend it. It's called a bad credit. <laughs> Somebody gets a hold of my ID, actually, so uh, I can explain those uh, uh, comic book and White Castle purchases. <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Terry, how about you? Do you have a moment this oh, week? Oh, you know what? I have a lot of moments on social media. I don't know if you guys have these moments on social media, but I, I realized yesterday that, you know, between the... now. Remember, guys, I'm not talking about any, like, everyone in this group. But when I say we have a lot of millennial morons who want to excuse their ignorance by saying, I wasn't born then. I wasn't, no, I wasn't born in 1863. I've heard of Gettysburg, okay? <laughs> so, so, so they, 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 they really, um, you know, don't know why they've heard of Gettysburg? They haven't heard of Gettysburg. I have. Oh, they haven't. They oh, haven't they heard haven't. of anything that wasn't around. And then, you know, at the other hand, we have people. Well, you know, you know, it's you can't blame them. Gettysburg was in black and white. 
<laughs> they only enjoy the colors. Oh dear, the color version was really intense. I'm sure. Blue and gray, if you had, you know, good seats. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine uh, uh, out in California this week. He's a uh, he's a composer and arranger and a uh, jazz musician. I was telling him about the new podcast, and I said, you know, do you ever have a, a just kill me moment? He said, I had one last night. It's called the Grammys. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. I'm a musician. Kill me now. He was the one watching. He was the one watching. Okay. <laughs> well, we've got a lot of a uh, lot of people with nasty jobs this week that we'd like to uh, get right into, as well as a couple of people that have done nasty things. But the first one is uh, in South Carolina, starting off this week in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, a fellow that worked at the local Taco Bell got into an argument with his boss. And his name is Christopher, and he got into a, a, a dispute with his boss, Patricia. And so she said to him, stop being a crybaby. At which point he picked up a burrito and used it as a projectile, uh, hitting her in the head. He slung, they, that's the term, he slung a burrito, which how else would you throw it? And, uh, and according to the report, the melted cheese got all over her left arm and well, went all down her left side and leg. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you don't want to cross Christopher. Just kill me. Talk about just kill me. I mean, come on. They We've had several of these stories about the fast food employees slinging, like, hot food at people when they're angry. I mean, what is going on? You know, you have a dispute with your manager about your shift. You know, I'll, I'll teach you to make me work the morning shift, bitch. And there it goes. <laughs> I mean, what is that? I'm, and after the lawsuit, we'll no longer be able to have hot cheese on burritos. <laughs> oh, I, I don't like my shift. Oh, gee, let me think. Should I just ask my manager if I can change? No, I think I'll just throw this hot cheese, like <laughs> sling it like I'm trying to send it into orbit. <laughs> Well, it's that old adage, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Life gives you burritos, make weaponry. <laughs> Maybe this guy just heard about that band from the 60s, and he was trying, you know, the Flying Burrito Brothers. <laughs> Well, hey, speaking of, of burritos, I'm sure this gentleman has had a few in his lifetime. Uh, El Chapo. Remember El Chapo? He's that drug lord that we finally caught and we got him in jail. And I believe he's in uh, in New York. And uh, he promises, he's made come out and said a promise this week, that he will be, and I quote, gentle as a lamb with the jurors in his criminal case. <laughs> Why would you think I'm going to kill anyone? Don't me, I'm unlovable. <laughs> There's no reason to make them secret. You know, I am lovable. I am lovable. <laughs> oh my gosh! And you, you know, and you, when you figure you get fifteen dollars a day as a juror, <laughs> it really puts a price tag on the cost of human life, the value of human life, doesn't it? I think the fact that you have to send your lawyers in there to say that might, you know, be a little bit of red flag right there. Maybe, just maybe. I won't kill them. I'll slap them around a bit. Personally, I won't even touch them. I promise. <laughs> but I might throw some cheese on them. <laughs> 
Well, speaking of cheese, here's a uh, here's a big cheese in business. The uh, Elon Musk. This is the guy that invented the. Uh, well, he started off, made all his money inventing the Musk oil from the uh, '70s. That was very big, and the, <laughs> and he invented the Tesla electric car. And now, now he has begun selling novelty flamethrowers. <laughs> I don't know what a novelty flamethrower is. Well, it's a, it's another way of saying a used Tesla. <laughs> Why do I picture that in a couple of years we're going to find a closet in the Pentagon with like hundreds of these in there that we paid for? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, he's charging five hundred dollars a piece for him, and to get around the fact that you know you're not really supposed to have a flamethrower, this one doesn't shoot out, you know, like a hundred yards, only ten feet, which is pretty much which enough is, to incinerate. That's shorter range than that flying cheese. So I mean, <laughs> and he probably could have taken down the burrito and incinerated it as it came with that. So perfect for gardening. But I think the best thing was is this was his uh, this was his PR before they came out and he tweeted on uh, on oh this was just on Saturday. Obviously, a flamethrower is a super terrible idea. Definitely don't buy one. And by the next afternoon, they had ten thousand orders. <laughs> <laughs> and nine thousand and nine hundred were from the federal government. Like everything else, he sells. <laughs> Now, here's a here's a just kill me moment that you may or may not have had in your life. That's a bad neighbor. You know, if you got a bad neighbor, you got a bad guy either living upstairs or down the hall or in the next uh, next house close to you. It can it can really ruin your whole living experience. So a guy in British Columbia wants to sell his house and it's because his neighbor is a bad guy. And so on the sign, he put house for sale because neighbor is an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Now I think we should I think we should point out to much of our audience which is probably in the United States this is in Canada you know yeah. and the things that he's accusing he seems really scared of it's like oh he was taking pictures of my house you know I read this I'm thinking hey go take a picture of his house you pussy what is going on <laughs> I, I, for, I forgot it was in Canada. The sign should have read, my neighbor is an arsehole. <laughs> you know, it's funny you should mention that, though, Dale, about uh, about everyone has a bad neighbor. I was actually talking to my neighbors uh, recently, and I said, you know, it, it's there's no there's no bad neighbors on this block. And they all look at me and go, what do you think that means? Because <laughs> every neighborhood has one, Tim. <laughs> It's like the saying, one out of three people is ugly. So look at the person on your left and your right. They look okay to you. Guess what? Oh, hopefully he'll be able to sell that. I can't imagine people be driving down the kid- street with their kids going, Oh, honey, let's try this house. Yeah. It kind of proves that Canadians don't know much about economics, doesn't really? it? <laughs> it you, you, you want to get the highest. If you're selling your house, you want the highest price available. You don't. Uh, Hello. You know, yeah, uh. my neighbor's an angel. Yeah. 
he needs uh, he he needs to he needs to watch the Home and Garden staging show, and I think that's like that's like no no number one. <laughs> first, first he got to try and scrub that chalk line out of the rug. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we have one more story, and it coincident not coincides, that's what I'm looking for, coincides with our, our final feature, which is the worst job of the week. Because I was looking at a couple of uh, bad jobs to talk about and came up with two this week. One, and the first one may not sound bad, it pays twenty to $62,000 a year, and it's Lindsay Lohan's personal assistant. <laughs> That's not bad money for bartending. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and then the worst one this week I found out with this average salary of 16 to 37, and that is a, a sperm bank janitor. <laughs> Because apparently not everybody hits the cup with as much precision oh. as you'd like. And and these people have to go in and make sure, you know, I guess they're armed with little headlamps that have black lights on them. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that leads us to the very worst job of the year of the of now, which just, you know, though, you know, though, on that on that last one, it's it's if you want to work at a bank and don't want to have to be bonded. <laughs> <laughs> just a, as long as you're not caught, not caught making an unauthorized deposit. Well, well, yeah, because somebody thought they were going to get a handsome doctor with musical talent. <laughs> Instead, they get the janitor. Another bottle of Elmer's glue. All right. Um, this is the worst. This is the worst job ever. Harvey Weinstein, we all are aware of by now, is a scum, a pig, the uh, lower than snail poop. And uh, apparently he had a personal assistant, which hopefully he paid more than the one for Lindsay Lohan. And part of her job was to, how shall I say, clean off the residue from the couch. <laughs> Clean off the auditions. <laughs> <laughs> That's one juicy part you applied for there. <laughs> and then the other thing is that um, sometimes, you know, he, 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 he went after her, too. And, you know, so then, you know, you had to clean up whatever. And, uh, <laughs> but that's, I just, that's gotta be the worst job in the world. What do you do? I, I, I clean up, clean up after <laughs> auditions. Well, it kind of combines, it, it kind of combines the, uh, adult theater cleaner job with, uh, cleaning a gorilla cage. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, when interviewed, she said, they said, why don't you quit? And you know what she said? What? And leave showbiz. And leave showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> and with that note, we're going to leave show business for this week. So hopefully you enjoyed yourselves. Please tell your friends about the Just Kill Me podcast. Please uh, subscribe to it on uh, on iTunes and uh, and leave us a comment. I, did I get all the disclaimers out, guys? Yes. Yeah. 
I think so, yeah. Jimslego.com, TimbreeO'Brien.com. Yeah. And DaleIrvin.com. And uh, until we see you next week, let us just say, just, just kill me. me. I'm going to get that unison down one of these times.